Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome, welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Thursday. Glad you've joined us. You've made the right decision. We're going to have an awesome show, but this show is going to be a little bit different. This is going to be part one of a two-part show where I try to unpack an issue specific to Hollywood and apply it to what's going on in, in all industries and across the globe and try to connect it to globalism and the one world government and, and all of this. And, and so we're gonna start off by talking about the R&B singer, Neo. He, he got into a jam where he made some comments about, hey, I don't think that a 12 year old boy should be saying that I'm a 12 year old girl and that little kids shouldn't be in charge of their gender. His publicist put out a statement and then Neo came back with a video correcting the publicist. And we'll, and we'll play the video here in a second. But, but also this week, Wayne Brady, the Let's Make a Deal talk show host, Wayne Brady's been around for a while. He wrote a letter, a story for People Magazine coming out as pansexual. And, and I'm gonna try to connect these two things. And so I'm gonna start today by me trying to lay the foundation of, of connecting these two things and what they say about where we're at in America, have a conversation with Shamika about Neo and Wayne Brady, then have a conversation with TJ Moe about Neo and Wayne Brady and some of my bigger thoughts. And so we'll do that today and then we'll come back on Friday with Royce White and then Pastor Anthony and Virgil and maybe even Dave Shannon about trying to connect my larger thoughts to what's spelled out in the book of Revelations about a one world government and why that is dangerous and, what, and, and try to connect those dots to what we're seeing here today. And so it's gonna take me two episodes, I think, to get through these thoughts. I just wanna tell you that now, so I'm just kind of laying a foundation today for a larger conversation we'll have on Friday, where again, so we've delayed Tennessee Harmony until Friday, because uh, I want Anthony and Virgil to dig into this topic from a biblical perspective. I want Royce to be able to chime in on this. And so, Anyway, let me begin by showing you Neo showing a pair here. Uh, 
Neo, who's had a, like, he's in his early 40s. He's had a pretty good singing career, kind of based his career off of Michael Jackson. I think he's the father of five kids. Uh, he's divorced now. But he's got some old school values and, and made a common sense statement about 12-year-old boys not deciding their gender. The media immediately framed this as controversial. Uh, Neo put out a written apology, but he's come back with a video that says, now my publicist did that. Here's what I think. Here's Neo setting this record straight. What's going on, loved ones? This is Neo. All right, listen, I normally don't give too much of a damn about what y'all think about what I do, what y'all have to say about what I say, whatever. I normally don't care because like I said, opinions ain't special, everybody got one. However, this is something I feel very strongly on and I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer, so check this out. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. I am a 43-year-old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls, okay? That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. My intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. I'm absolutely entitled to feel how I feel the same way you are entitled to feel how you feel. I ain't asked nobody to follow me. I ain't asked nobody to agree with me. I was asked a question and I answered the damn question. Okay. I have no beef with the LBGTQIA plus community whatsoever. I ain't got no beef with y'all. Do whatever the hell it is you want to do. Do what you want to do with your kids. However, Somebody asked my opinion on this matter and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will never be okay with that. I don't care. I, I definitely plan to educate myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any book anywhere or any opinion that somebody's gonna tell me that's gonna make me okay with letting a child make a decision like that. That's just period point blank and that's how I feel. If I get canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is a world where they don't need a Neo no more, all right? And I got no problem with that. I'm a hustler. Right? I'll figure it out. I got kids to raise and I'm going to do that regardless. So with that being said, y'all have a good day. I love everybody. Live how you want to live. Love how you want to love. But your opinion is yours. Speak your opinion as much as you damn well feel like it. Because as I said, they're not important. They're not special. Everybody got one and you're entitled to it. I'm entitled to mine. All right. Y'all feel how y'all want to feel. Have a great day. It's Neo. Peace and love. All right. So. People are championing, celebrating, uh, commending Neo for standing his ground and, and walking back the apology that he says his publicist put out. I find it hard to believe that his publicist put that out without his approval. And then I think what he did was like, oh, man, what am I apologizing for? I'm standing by my opinion. And he's kind of drawn a line in the sand. What I find interesting is that he felt compelled or his team felt compelled to apologize initially. I get it, that's how the system's been rigged. Anything that doesn't affirm in their mind, this whole trans movement is considered transphobic. Uh, and he took a lot of heat for this written statement. And so I'm glad that he walked it back, clarified his position. Now, I, I, I'm gonna connect this to Wayne Brady. Here's a television host who's been around for quite some time and, and he makes a statement or he feels compelled to 
write an article for People magazine coming out of the closet as pansexual. And what he defines being pansexual is, is you know, being bisexual and loving everyone. Or I, I think that's what he said. I, I, I just read it. He said, yeah, he said something about, you know, being bisexual, oh, bisexual with an open mind, yes. He's bisexual with an open mind. And so what, what Wayne Brady has done is basically felt compelled to write in People Magazine, hey, any of you uh, gay, gay, perverted executives, uh, I'm wide open. Whatever I gotta do on a casting couch, I'm good with. It's in People Magazine. Whatever I gotta do to stay employed here in Hollywood, Wayne Brady's open for business. He's no holes barred. That's basically what he has stated. And I'm just like, why does he feel compelled? What's going on in Hollywood that you have to write magazine stories that say no holes barred? What, what, what is that about? And, and I think what it's about, and call me a conspiracy theorist, put the tinfoil hat atop my head, uh, Hollywood is a sex cult. Neo knows it. Wayne Brady knows it. Everybody knows it. That there's this sexual ideology, sexual cult religion, this, hey, everybody's got to be down for whatever, whether it be minor attracted people, whether it be drag queens in schools, whether it be uh, kids at five, six, and seven years old going through gender mutilation surgery. You have to be, it's, it's a sex cult, Hollywood. Everything in Hollywood is connected to sex. And if you want to have success in the music industry, in the TV and film industry, you need to be willing to do what Wayne Brady did. Put a big sign up out in front of your house, everywhere you go, no holes barred. You can enter me at your leisure anywhere you would like. That's what the messaging is from Hollywood. Let's don't kid ourselves. That's why all these people issue apologies when they make the mistake of saying what they really believe. They immediately walk it back with an apology and let everybody know, well, I got to do this to keep the money flowing and keep the popularity going. If this is what it takes for me to be the host of Let's Make a Deal. Wayne Brady's down for that. And anybody else that wants to sign up to be a Hollywood celebrity and star, you need to be down to sign up for that as well. So when we talked about that this morning, one of my producers asked the question of like, how does this help? Wayne Brady's career, how does it help him with the audience? And that's what led me to say and to think and to want to expound on, and this is the topic we'll be talking about a little bit today and a lot tomorrow. But my experience in the television industry and my experience living in LA 
for the past 10 years or the previous 10 years from 2010 to 2020, my experience about why I eventually had to leave Los Angeles is because I reached the conclusion that the sex cult running uh, Hollywood and the TV, movie and entertainment industry had rigged the system up in a way that results don't matter, that performance doesn't matter, that TV ratings, box office, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is, are you a member of the cult? Are you willing to sell the occult's agenda and narrative? And, and so there used to be a way to protect yourself in Hollywood and in all industries with your performance, with the results that you produced. And so not to personalize it, but I can, I can only tell you how I interpret what's going on. And I'm just trying to share my experiences with you so that you can understand the world. And, and this, what I'm about to say applies to more than just Hollywood. It applies to all industries. You may be on your job performing at a high level and outworking your coworkers and outperforming and producing better results than your coworker. And you're wondering why, why am I not receiving the benefits of this? Why is my coworker who's underperforming and isn't producing the same kind of results as me, why is he or she being elevated? You may go, well, because they fit some type of minority group, or maybe they kiss the boss's butt, or maybe they, and what it really comes down to is, we no longer live in a competitive society. The meritocracy has been outlawed and results don't matter. I'll tell you how I came to this conclusion as it relates to me. My show, Speak for Yourself, over the final year from 2019 to 2020, me and Marcellus did the show for two years. In that second year, our growth took off. Go, we, we were a rocket ship doing very well. And everything about TV is about growth. It, 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 growth is the ultimate goal. And so year over year growth and month to month growth is the number one indicator. Oh man, we've got something here. And my show, and this is factual, the media is not allowed, was never allowed to report it. There was no PR campaign. No one at Fox Sports was willing to promote this. But over the last year of my show, speak for yourself, me and Marcellus, we were growing at a pace faster than any show on ESPN or Fox Sports. This is undeniable. I hate that picture of myself. I was much fatter back then. Uh, but anyway, this was undeniable. And at, at the, we would put out press releases, or actually they stopped putting out press releases, but they previously would put out press releases, oh, undisputed with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. They had 15% growth year over year, and so-and-so, and, -so, and Cowherd, he was growing at this blah, blah, blah. And they, they were 
2017, 2018, 2016, they press releases, press releases, press releases about the growth of this show, that show, this show, that show. Once we got to 2019 and 20, and there was only one thing at Fox Sports growing, and it was speak for yourself, and I don't wanna say stop, but we were growing at a number far greater than all the other shows there. And Undisputed actually had quit growing, it had gotten stale, and it was showing no growth. And none of the shows at ESPN were showing any growth. The press releases never came out about the growth of Speak for Yourself, and this would baffle me. And, and, and then when I got into my contract negotiations and I'm looking at all my growth and what this show, the direction the show was headed, and, and, and they were like, well, no, no more money for you. And basically, they didn't care about the results that I was producing. And this baffled me and it made me go, man, we moved into a world where results don't matter. And, and, and the only thing that matters is decisions that were made by executives, or are you on the right agenda? Are you promoting the right narrative? Are you promoting the narrative that the left wants promoted? And, and so people sit there, and, and the producer asked me this morning about like, hey, you know, an old woman that watches uh, Let's Make a Deal, she doesn't care that Wayne Brady is pansexual. She doesn't want to know that. In fact, that may stop her from watching. And I said, but, and so what you have to understand is results don't matter. Is Wayne Brady on the right message? Is he pumping out, pushing the right message? That's all that matters. Because TV ratings and results no longer matter and they don't matter because corporations that advertise, the TV networks, they're all tied together. They all make money regardless of the results. And so when we lived in an environment and a time where Colgate and Crest were competing against each other for uh, buyers, consumers, and, and people's bottom lines were affected. Well, Crest sold far more than Colgate. You know, the Colgate people, now none of it matters because BlackRock and other venture capitalists and hedge funds, everything's so connected that the same small handful of people benefit and profit whether you buy Colgate or Crest. The same group of people profit whether you buy a Ford or a Chevy or a Mercedes. This is the detriment, the damage of globalism. This is the detriment or damage of all these corporations being in business together. This is the detriment of monopolies and three or four or five or six companies owning all of the media. Results no longer matter. There is no competition. They don't need ratings to sell their products because they control all of the products. They're not really in competition. 
And so you're sitting on your job, working your tail off and, and trying to be better than the man next to you and trying to produce better results than your coworker so you can get elevated. The results don't matter. The people at the very highest level, the shareholders, the, the people in charge of the hedge funds, the people in charge of BlackRock, they're going to make money whether you do your job well or not. They control all the product. They're all tied together. It's all a little cabal. Things used to not be this way. Results used to matter. Your performance used to matter. Now it's like, are you singing the right message? Are you promoting the values and the mindset that will make people okay with eating bugs, owning nothing, and being satisfied with whatever the hierarchy, the higher ups decide they should have? And so people like Wayne Brady, he doesn't care what the higher ups decide. If they decide to enter him through here, here, or anywhere else, he's good with it. Just cut him a check. But if you're a man that actually has a set of standards, a set of values, and, and, and will draw a line in the sand like, no, you can't enter me here or here. You're useless to them. You need to be eliminated. You need to be, you need your mindset changed. You need to be devastated and demoralized to the point to when, where you will accept whatever they decide. If the government, if teachers in your daughter's fifth grade class decide your daughter is a boy, you need to be good with that. And that's the mindset they're trying to promote. Wayne Brady is right on message. Neo just acknowledged in a video, like, whew, uh, if this gets me canceled for not being on message, I guess that's it. I'll figure it out. He actually has a set of standards. He actually is willing to draw, or is pretending at least, willing to be able to draw a line in the sand. They'll deal with him. Just like they dealt with Kanye, just like they dealt with Kyrie. And, and again, it's like Kyrie showed a pair early on. Kyrie Irving, I'm talking about the NBA player. But eventually he cut a deal with a Chinese tennis shoe company. See, they know eventually... All of these people will fold. There will be some check cut where everybody will fold or most people will fold. There will be a small remnant that will keep a line in the sand saying, nah, I'm good. Persecute me. I'm, I'm going down. It, it'll be like, and, and I shouldn't say this because it's a distraction. It's going to make you get caught up in this. And, and, and be distracted from my opinion, but I just don't have the discipline right now because I, I, I just recently watched the, what's his name, Tu Tao. He's the Chinese or the Asian cop that was involved in the Derek Chauvin deal. That man's got a pair. 
He stood in front of a judge and read Bible verses for 20 minutes. Wouldn't take a plea agreement, wouldn't apologize, wouldn't grovel for a shorter sentence. Told when the judge gave him 57 months, he said, God bless you. I'm going to stand on this. I'm going to sit in this prison cell for however long you tell. But I'm not admitting to what you want me to admit to. Hats off to that man. That man will be in heaven one day. And I know that's a distraction because some of y'all hear Derek Chauvin and George Floyd and you lose your mind and, and you just think, oh, my God, the, the Asian cop, he stood, he stood there and didn't do it. He didn't save George Floyd. The man's a soldier. Standing on his Bible and standing on what's right, he wasn't going to cop to the BS. He wasn't going to be Wayne Brady and write a letter to People magazine and say, enter me as you please. So that's my big picture and what I want to talk about. We'll talk about it with Shamika Michelle and TJ Moe today, and then we'll go a layer deeper with Royce and Anthony and Virgil tomorrow. I hope, and, and again, this, hopefully I'll be even better on this tomorrow because this is a lot for me to even comprehend and unpack in real time. Uh, but it's just what's on my mind and it's where Neo and Wayne Brady took me. And, 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 and again, <laughs> I just want to hammer this whole sex cult is part of the demoralization of our mindset. And it's, it, if you go back to conversations we had a week or two ago when I started talking about rappers and Suge Knight and, and how if you listen to rap music and just how gay it is and how they're always talking about sodomy and how I told you Suge Knight was sodomizing and making men give him fellatio there's a mental dominance that they're trying to impose on men to make them surrender and accept any and everything. Wayne Brady would love to be locked up with Suge Knight right now, pleasuring Suge Knight at his behest. He's doing it in the free world now for some little uh, executive somewhere in television. He's open for business. That's where they want all men. We come back, we'll bring on uh, Shamika Michelle. Before I do that, I want to tell you guys about Samaritan Ministries. Tired of someone else telling you where to go when you have a medical need? Are you ready to take control of your health care? Samaritan Ministries could be the solution you're looking for. They connect hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation who come together through prayer, encouragement, and financial support when a medical need arises. It's not insurance, and you're not limited by restrictive networks. Say you have a medical need. You don't have to check and see what hospital is in your network or be concerned about the doctor being in network too. No, you go to the hospital, you choose, and don't give a second thought as to what's in network and what's not, because with Samaritan Ministries, you're in control of your health care. Afterwards, fellow members pray for you and send money directly to you to help you pay your medical bills. And when they have a medical need, you'll do the same for them. That's what biblical health care sharing looks like. Check it out today at SamaritanMinistries.org slash fearless. 
Mr. Mika Michelle. Next. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, welcome back. Uh, let's roll out to North Carolina, bring in Shamika Michelle. Shamika, I think, was one of the first people to show me the Neo controversy and then his video walking it back. Uh, Shamika, have I done too much? Have I connected the dots here? Have I gone too far? Have I confused you with my take on Neo and Wayne Brady? No, you haven't confused me. And Jason, remember when buck breaking was considered disgusting? It was like the lowest form of cruel punishment. Now men are voluntarily raising their hands to throw that ass in a circle and they're looking back at it. This is ridiculous to have to even make this announcement. First of all, Wayne Brady, your haircut showed us you were gay a long time ago. This is no this is not news for us. It's like when Tevin Campbell came out and said, you know, I'm gay. Well, thank you for joining us, Kevin. We made this decision years ago. But I totally agree with you saying this is what they want. They are changing the narrative. You can't be a proud, straight, heterosexual man now in Hollywood or anywhere, really, and be revered. You're looked at as the enemy. And when someone from the World Economic Forum says we are forcing behavior, everyone should be on guard. Everyone should be paying attention because they're changing things right in front of our faces. And they're not doing it now in secret. It's out in the open. And not only is it in the open, People are actually lining up for it. I can't, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I know you're you're gonna go to Revelations um tomorrow, but in Revelations 13, so many things that it talks about, we're seeing right now, like world domination, Satan worship, persecution of believers. We're seeing this right now, opposition to God. And so I don't understand how anybody, especially Christians that have sat in a church any amount of time cannot be aware of what's going on and could just be going through life like none of this is happening. It's surprising to me, but I can say, Jason, that after the pandemic, I have become a little more open to the fact that people that I thought were smart, aware, intelligent really are not because we saw this happening even with COVID, the way the government overstepped their boundaries in telling what businesses can be open, where you can go. You have to have a mask over your face. And so many people just laid down and took it that now nothing shocks me. But 
I'm I'm surprised when I see so many people just voluntarily just coming forward. We're not even asking you for this information. You're just coming forward willingly. Tamika, and I'm not asking you to be an expert on this, but I'm just carrying on a conversation with you. The ultimate way to subjugate a man is through sexual demoralization. And that's what they're doing. They are slamming this down our throats that you will be pansexual, bisexual, AKA gay, and you will hop on board with this. And anything we wanna do to your child sexually, you will be okay with. Because once they get you to accept that, all the rest of the stuff is easy. This is a ritualistic, sexual cult process to demoralize and subjugate men and get us to accept anything. Yeah, and men need to go down swinging because if we look back just through the years, the history of this country, it, it hasn't been as widespread, I think, as it is now. You know, we go back to how they used to treat the slaves. That was the way that they got, really, to me, black women to first start disrespecting black men because the, the men weren't allowed to protect you when they wished you off to rape you and do anything to you. And then you had to watch them many of times take it in the butt from the white massa. And so we've been programming men for a a long time to be bitches. But now it's not even just black men. It's any man who is proud, who is heterosexual, that's saying, I like women. I want a traditional family. I want to get with the woman. I want to have kids. These men are being demonized. But black men are just so far ahead that they're actually signing up for something. We we It was well known that it was disgusting. As much as Tyreek Nashi sometimes get on my nerves because I think, you know, he can be a, a race baiter. He came out with a whole series, uh, you know, talking about being buck broken. And now here we are just opening our arms to it and giving it a nice hug and kiss. And it's happening across the board. But if you're any man, regardless of color, that wants to do it traditionally, you're under attack. And you should have your eyes wide open and ready to, to go down fighting because they're coming for you. And not only are they coming for you, they're coming for your children. They, I think it's in California where they're saying, if you don't affirm what your child is saying, if they come to you and say, hey, mom, you know, I know I, you named me Jimmy. I'm a little boy, but I'm really Jasmine. And I'm only 12, 11 years old. If you don't affirm that, you can face not only persecution, prosecution for not affirming this for your children. This is ridiculous to me. And you know, as a mother, I saw this happening a long time ago when your child got to like 11, 12 years old and the doctor said, this is where I need you to step out so that I can have a talk with your child in private. And I remember saying something about that and always bumping heads with the doctor because why do you want to put me out? This is a minor child that I'm responsible for feeding and sheltering and clothing, but you're telling me that they're 
there's something that you need to talk to her about that I can't be aware of. And we as parents across America in many states allow this to happen. They've been trying to inch us out of our children's lives and being that authority figure for a long time. And so now it's so far gone that if we really don't stand up and be just as aggressive, things are only going to get worse. Shamir, I'm going to connect this to the conversation I had on Tuesday about Montgomery and that melee. We talked about it on Monday, but I came back on Tuesday and and tried to make the point. One of the main reasons why we can't see what's really going on is because we're locked into this racial dynamic. And that's where I see the Montgomery thing is so dangerous. It's a distraction. (laughs) It's the banana in the tailpipe trick. And mm-hmm. in, in literal form. And so we're over here looking for this race war and don't understand like, no, th- there's this sex cult that is trying to emasculate all heterosexual men and who will be. And these women can talk tough all they want. But if heterosexual men don't stand up and stop this we are going to get obliterated. Women aren't going to stand up and stop this. It's gonna take heterosexual men of all colors, and that's why we have to come up out of this this false racial dynamic. Right. If they can keep us focused on race, number one, it'll keep us divided. It'll keep us from coming together to fight against this. And they know that black people are so controlled by race. You can tell us anything is racist and we're going to be just emotionally pulled by our heartstrings to, oh, This is what we need to be paying attention to. We need to be focused on race. Meanwhile, we're forgetting that there's a scripture in the Bible that says train a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart. So they're very wise that they know they need to get to these children, because if they train these children to be degenerates, if they train these children to be gay and 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 bisexual and pansexual and be confused, they know they have them for life because we should be training them in the way they should go, which is not what the government is trying to do. So it's not by chance that they're in the schools and they're promoting this and they want to let us, you know, affirm a child's sexuality. It is all by design because that's where you need to get people. When you're my age, you can't come and tell me that a woman can do anything for me. Besides, let's let's kiki on the phone. Let's go get a drink. Let's talk. But she can never replace a man. My mind is set. You can remove all the men from Earth. I'm still not going to lay down with a woman. So what they need to do, they know, is to get the children who are still impressionable, who can still be molded in the way that they want them to be molded. And that is why there's such a huge attack. And the attack has to come to the man first. Because if you remove the strong, heterosexual, masculine man, I told you um, earlier in the week, I'm not jumping in a fight with with uh, these burly men or these women, these nutcases. I'm not. 
physically because I look cute. And I don't know if you've even noticed my tan, Jason. I'm looking like a good old delicious chocolate <laughs> sun kiss. <laughs> so, you know, they have to remove the men because the women, then we will be so vulnerable and we're so led by our emotions. A lot of mothers, oh, Johnny, you want to go by Jasmine? I just want you to be happy, little son. And they're going to change. They're going to lay down and let them have their way. So all of this is is designed and people need to wake up to it. I don't care anything about race. What are your values? Are you on my side? And color is not determining that because I'm seeing a lot of people with my same skin color that's laying down and bending over and saying, give me give it to me raw from the back. We're not doing that over here. Not in you know. Where, where do you come down on how Neo has handled his controversy? Are you satisfied with the video he put out back walking back his apology? I appreciate the video that he put out because he could have just stopped at letting if this was the publicist, letting that person speak for him. But I appreciated the amount of people and the amount of men that I saw chastising him for that apology that although he got up on on, on the video and said, I usually don't give a damn. You did, because there were so many men calling him a coward. Matt Walsh, who we know has a really large following, uh, Bryson. I mean, so many people just called him out for his foolishness that I think it didn't matter what any woman would have said to him. The fact that there were so many men, even his age, his peers that had something to say about it, I appreciate the fact that he at least said, I can't let them think I'm that soft. And so he he came back and said something different. Jamaica, great job. Thank you. Awesome job. We'll see you next week at Jamaica Michelle. Uh, get your fearless army swag at shopblazemedia.com slash fearless. TJ Moe, next. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back. Uh, let's roll out to uh, St. Louis, the Show Me State, or the Show Me City, part of the Show Me State. Bring in TJ Moe. TJ, you've been listening to me and Shamika talk about Neo and Wayne Brady and the attack on masculinity. And part, part I didn't bring this up with Shamika, but I, I was saving it and wanted to go to you with it in terms of w- when I start thinking about this conversation and about Wayne Brady and him, you know, 
writing this letter to People magazine and making this public pronouncement about being pansexual and Neo initially issuing an apology and then uh, taking the apology away and not backing down. But I, I think about why, and I'm thinking about yesterday's show about Andrew Tate and why some people I think are reluctant to give up on Andrew Tate because they see the whole world going Wayne Brady's way. And so we think we have to protect uh, very flawed and very wicked people like Andrew Tate because at least he's in support of masculinity or traditional masculinity. I, I, I think that's a mistake, but that, that's just, that's where my mind went. It's like, oh, this is why people think Andrew Tate is worth protecting. Yeah, I think that's that's a good observation. Andrew Tate uh, does represent a a lot of the masculine traits, right? Somebody who's in shape. Once upon a time, way more. Have you seen on the internet? This has been going around the last couple months, where they take pictures of people on beaches and they're like, "What's happened to us?" Because both the men and the women used to be in such better shape. And you go beyond that, several hundred years. Men were in great shape because we probably took 50,000 steps a day, hunting and gathering and running around, not sitting at a desk, hunched over, typing at a computer. And so we, I, I think we have an innate uh, attraction to that look, somebody that does take care of themselves. That's how we should look. Certainly when it comes to, I think, I think women can't, uh, can't necessarily identify why they like things, but there's an innate attraction to that because for all of mankind until the last couple hundred years when we developed this technology, a man that looked like that would be much better at hunting and gathering than one who didn't. And so th there's certainly that part of it. Um, what Andrew takes missing and, and we've, you know, we've been beating this topic into the ground, but, but there, there's, it's endless. He, he wants all the pieces of masculinity except for the piece that matters most. And that's sacrifice. Right. He acts like he's sacrificing right now being in a jail and I'm under attack and he's sort of doing the Donald Trump thing of, you know, they really want to come after you. They're not after me. They're after you. I'm just in the way he plays that whole role. But the reality is he he is extorting people to get rich and certainly women. Um, but many of these men as well. I mean, you, you've played the tape, I think, of him saying that he's ripped guys off for 150000 200000 their whole life savings. He'll extort anybody for his own personal gain. There's no sacrifice. He's not doing anything. Um, and, and I think back to, you know, you have talked a lot about what Disney has done and the transformation they've made since the old days and when they bought ESPN and now ESPN's made that tran same transformation. You know when the original Disney movies that I grew up on was the Lion King. And what did we used to teach children? And it, the reason those are all-time classic movies is because they portray the true masculinity that we all know and feel. And th there'll be classics forever. Mufasa sacrificed his life for his son. That is like, that's biblical, right? That's the story of Jesus. He sacrificed his life for all of us. The, the, the children of God. And so we used to make those movies to kids and we showed them this is 
this is what you should aspire to be. Mufasa was the most masculine character in any Disney movie that's ever occurred. It's like Simba spent his whole life trying to live up to the masculinity of his father who was willing to die for him. And now all we have is this artificial nobody in Andrew Tate. And then you can't, you compare him to the Wayne Brady's of the world. Do I want a pansexual or a wannabe? That's the only two options we have. And, and there's no, nobody willing to stand in the true masculine gap of I'm trying to be just like Jesus. We have a few of these guys, but one, the, the media is not not willing to support them. Like I, I would consider Vody Bauckham to be one of those guys. Right. Um, scared of nothing. We'll stand there and take any heat for anything. and It'll double and triple and quadruple down. Matt Walsh is probably one of those guys at this point, right? I think you're one of those guys having the made the sacrifices you've made with your job. But there are so few, and you guys are all demonized, not celebrated. So the true masculine men are all demonized today, and the pansexuals are all celebrated, and they get their cover of the magazines. TJ, what Wayne Brady and others and the culture are arguing is that they're being very brave and making a sacrifice on behalf of LGBTQ kids, trans kids, and we're, we're making the ultimate sacrifice of our reputation and being brave but by defending them and fighting a culture that's rigged against them. And so, the, the concept of bravery, they feel like, no, no, we're making a sacrifice. And, and I'm saying, no, you're not, because the whole culture is rigged to pretend like what, what you're doing should be celebrated and rewarded, whereas Musaf, Mufasa, or whatever, I've never watched The Lion King, but I, I understand the gist of it, <laughs> is actually sacrificing his life Mm -hmm. Obviously, Jesus sacrificed his life, and obviously movies and TV shows used to be littered with storylines about men making the ultimate sacrifice to save the town, to save the girl. Top Gun, you know, why people loved it. You know, Tom Cruise hops in a fighter jet pilot or a fighter pilot or a fighter plane and saves the world, blah, blah, blah. That's what we used to promote and now the most courageous thing you can do is, you know, uh, adopt an alternative sexual lifestyle and promote it to kids. I just don't think that's the same kind of courage and bravery. And I, I just, as a biblical person or someone trying to live a biblical lifestyle and worldview, they just don't understand they're destroying the identity, the role, the responsibility of real men, and it's going to continue to lead to the degradation of society, and we're all going to be less safe and, and just less prosperous and, and less healthy if we continue to degrade masculinity in this way. Uh, you know, everything's going to look like San Francisco and Oakland and all these towns where people are afraid to leave their house and lawlessness and criminality have run rampant. Yeah, we, we somewhere along the way decided reputation was actually more significant than laying down your actual life. 
Like there's the real bravery. Um, you know, that we've also totally twisted up the, the meaning of things and we, and we've gone so far overboard. I was actually having a conversation with a couple of friends last night at dinner about this where like, um, people will say, well, weakness can actually be a strength. Jordan Peterson had a discussion with somebody about this in an interview, and he's like, no, 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 no. Vulnerability could be a strength. That's not the same as weakness. Weakness and strength are polar opposites. Weakness can't be a strength by definition. And we've decided that weakness is actually strength. And again, men should be more like women, right? And so, so we've, people have bought, the, we, the, the left is really, really good at, um, putting terms together and confusing people, right? Like equity versus equality and stuff. They throw things together and they hope you don't quite understand what's going on. And I, I just think men should be, we should go back to what men traditionally were. I mean, my, my part of my thought last night when talking to these people was like, uh, cause it's actually a friend of mine, his dad cries all the time. And we were just talking about just how it's, it's weird. Like he cries all the time. We, I, yeah, I've known this guy for a long time and his dad, he'll cry up twice a week and, and send big, long texts to everybody about how he feels about him. And we're like, what has happened? You know, I, I would like men to go back to, um, I, I think it's good to be a little more open perhaps than the traditional man. But when you share feelings as a man, I think you should be borderline uncomfortable. Like the whole conversation should be like finished and let's not do that again for a year. <laughs> I don't let, you know, I feel everything's good. You know, it's a little different with your wife and your kids, but beyond that, just men should be more stoic. This is one thing I, I think Andrew Tate actually gets right. So the, there are these little pieces of things that he gets. I don't want to see men crying. I don't want to see your weakness. I don't really want to see your vulnerability. That the part of the reason uh, that Michael Jordan still has the lore that he does aside from just being the greatest ever is the mystery. I didn't, I don't ever see that weak side of Michael Jordan that he has. Like every man does, he's kept this mystery around him in, in, to the point where he got to dictate, like he owned all of the footage of the documentary that came out. The only stuff that was released was the stuff that Michael Jordan said, okay, this can go. And, you know, it's like we got all these other athletes who show us every everything they're eating for dinner and everything about their dog. And they broke up with this girl. And I don't want to see it all. I, I think you should be stoic. I think there should be some mystery that part of the reason we hold men in such high esteem is because we don't get to see all the nonsense. I mean, look, you can you can make this argument for Jesus. We don't have that that much information about Jesus. We go from we, we saw him at age 12. We know his birth. And we saw him at age 12 when he's in the temple doing something magnificent. Didn't see him again until he was 30. And we only have three years and four people who wrote about him. And that's what we know. That, there's a lot of mystery there. We only see it. Jesus, obviously, not a great example because being a perfect man, he was the representation of it. No weakness there. But just generally speaking, I, I would like men to be more like that. And we've gone the other way. Weakness is strength in the eyes of the left. Well, and, and look, trust me, I, I think Jesus dealt with probably the same emotions we dealt with, but he handled that emotion, fear, whatever he was feeling in conversation with God. And so you're, you're making a point 
that I've made repeatedly is like, there's nothing wrong with being in touch with your emotions. It's just who do you share them with? Do you, right. Must you share them with the world? Must, or, or, or should you be in a proper relationship with God and in a proper relationship with your wife and, and you share them with God and your wife? But sharing them with everybody and, and you know, making a point, like, oh, this weakness is my strength. No, man, you know, Jesus was strong as an example to the rest of us so that we could eliminate some of our fear and be strong and stand on principles and enjoy the benefits of standing on those principles. And so I, I, I do, as a man, I don't think it's my place uh, to let my mother or some woman I'm dating uh, in on every little thing that I'm feeling. And I'll go back to the, the example I'd like to use with Breonna Taylor. That boyfriend of hers should have got up out of bed and he should have been scared, but he should have concealed that fear to her and then gone out there and figured out what the issue was at the front door while leaving her behind. And he could have been shaking in his boots the whole time, but he didn't need to let his woman know that because it, it may have sparked some panic in her and it may have escalated the situation like he ended up doing. But yeah, I, I think we're you know all out of our roles. And, 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 and again, when this whole concept of weak men, and I'm about to, Tomorrow when we go into part two and we, we talk with uh, Anthony and Virgil and I start the conversation with, with, with Royce, this, this weak men concept we have has destroyed competition. Boys and men are naturally competitive. It's a good energy. It, 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 it's a system of checks and balances when men compete with each other. And we've destroyed the concept of competition. We, we basically destroyed competition. And, and it's, it's where I'm about to go with Royce uh, tomorrow, but you know, we'll preview it here a little bit because I'm really gonna go big picture and I, I just want you guys to be prepared for that. But when I look and, and watch all these documentaries about Vanguard and BlackRock and State Street and how these asset management funds basically control everything. It's all an elimination of competition. And that's why so many incompetent people are rising and elevating and running companies and being decision makers and mentally ill people like uh, Rachel Levine or the assistant health secretary and all this other stuff is because when you destroy competition in mass, it, it, it shows up everywhere in society where competence and merit don't matter and you can just install whatever idiot you wanna put in place to make yourself look good. There is a penalty and a price for that that we're paying as a society. No question about it. And look at this on a global scale, because um, one world government has been part of the discussion. Imagine if there was one world government and there were not competing governments around the globe that could make decisions that they thought were better for their people, like Sweden, who said, we're not shutting down. We're not doing this. And we all, America, closed their borders. 
immediately shut everything down, shut down all the small businesses, gave out billions of dollars, went trillions of dollars in debt in, in our national debt. And we got to look over there and say, hey, Sweden's actually doing pretty good. Like their deaths look similar than ours. In fact, a year later, most of their people have had it. It's run through and now they all have natural immunity. Why don't we do that? Imagine if we had one world government at that time and we were just listening to Klaus Schwab at the time who came in and said, we, we might still be locked down. We're sitting here in 2023 in August because we wouldn't know any different. We have no government. They're, 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 even within the American Constitution, in my view, the only Constitution that has ever been written that is inspired by the Bible. We've seen, uh, we, we've talked on this show repeatedly about the studies that have been done, I believe through the University of Illinois, where they, they talked about citing where they got their inspiration for the Constitution. And like 34% of the citations were directly from the Bible. One of those scriptures was Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And that inspired the separation of powers. That was our system of checks and balances where they said, hey, look, TJ is going to be in charge of some things, but his heart is evil and beyond cure. And so we hope that as he's seeking after God, that won't show up too often. How we're going to make sure that doesn't continue is Jason's going to be in charge and he gets to check TJ. And so when TJ tries to make a stupid decision, hopefully Jason and TJ aren't evil on the same day. And there's going to be somebody else checking Jason. And it's just going to be, so we're all going to keep checking each other. And hopefully there's somebody that does not have that evil in their heart in that day. And that is how even within our country, we have said, hey, look, we don't want centralized power. Centralized power is a terrible thing. Even, even within our voting, all 50 states get to decide how they go about voting and, and what systems they want to use. If Missouri today decided they wanted to go to paper ballots because they don't like the Dominion voting machines, we could do that. And that's all a very good thing. And so we, think about how many problems we have in the United States right now, even with these, this decentralization of power. Now go to a global scale. Like, what if the United States can't check what, what if during World War II, the United States couldn't check Japan? <laughs> or could, what if they couldn't check the Nazis? It's like there's always a system of checks and balances by having your own autonomy that allows you to move forward. So trying to put this on a global scale is such a recipe for disaster, we can't even begin to discuss it. And look, we know it's coming. Read Daniel 7. Uh, read Revelation 13. We know it's coming. I'll let the pastors who know far more than I do have a discussion with you about this. It is coming. A one world government is coming. A, a one uh, global currency is coming. These things are moving forward. But it is our job as Christians to fight against this nonsense. And it takes men to do that. TJ, thank you. Uh, great job as always. Uh, guys that you guys are watching at home or listening at home, I'm going to continue this conversation tomorrow uh, with Royce, Anthony, and Virgil. We'll start with Royce, go really big picture, and then we'll uh, go to Anthony and Virgil and get a scriptural interpretation of everything we're talking about. Because again, it, it's mentioned, this whole one world government, all this, it's right there in the Bible. I wanna give you the details to understand all the ramifications of it. And look, other people have been, have been doing this and explaining it, but we wanna do it here for our audience on this show. 
Um, and so we can learn together. And, and then, and then I, I want these ministers or, and these people well studied in the Bible, Anthony and Virgil, to help us further understand it. So uh, hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, I'm going to be back tomorrow with you picking up on this topic. Uh, we'll play tomorrow and we'll see you tomorrow.